0: Hello, my lovelies, and welcome back to Listen Closely. I'm your host, Bobby, and today I am joined with my husband, John.
1: Hey, everybody.
0: And yeah, we're going to get back into the swing of some more spooky things.
1: Yay, I like spooky stuff.
0: And before we get into that, make sure you are following me on all my social medias Facebook, Instagram. TikTok at HTT Listen Closely. You can also email me, httlistenclosely at gmail.com. I'm still looking forward to your emails and messages about the ghosted series that I'm trying to start. So let me know your personal paranormal stories, and I will tell them 100% and honestly. And I think it's kind of a cool thing. Maybe somebody's experienced something like you, maybe not, but it's just kind of like a, a personal ghost story.
1: And that's really cool because, and I'm glad you're starting this series because, you know, it's cool when you talk about like, you know, ghost stories that you've heard of, Mm -hmm. but when you get into other people's ghost stories, like stuff that they've actually, you know, seen or felt or heard, then it becomes a little bit more personal and it's really cool.
0: Right. And you would actually be shocked on how many people actually have paranormal stories You know, it's one of those like taboo things, kind of like people don't want to really talk about it, but actually a lot of people have experienced some kind of paranormal thing. They just don't want to say it out loud to think, you know, people think they're crazy. Right. So I'm still looking forward to that. The Historical People of Southeast Texas is going to be starting in February, so I'm pretty excited about that one. I already have a couple people lined up that I want to talk about on that.
1: Yeah, and I'm super excited for that one too, because, um, you know, obviously... I have a big love for just general history. And so I can't wait to see what you you come up with on that one because um, I'm definitely going to be doing my own research on that one.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, It's really interesting. And if you have anybody that you would like me to feature that you think, hey, this person doesn't get talked about nearly enough, send them to me. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know who you want me to talk about. I am more than willing to talk about just about anybody. I mean, anybody that has helped shaped our area or history, they're worth mentioning. And before we go any further, I would like to say I am sorry that this one is going to be delayed. So starting, I guess, this episode, but also the next episodes, I will not be doing Saturday at 8 a.m. in the morning anymore. It'll just be Saturday. Right. Like, I'm not going to promise an exact time. I'm going to still try and aim for, like, the morning times. But it might end up being like Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. But again, I will post every single time that I release an episode. So that way, you know when it's out. Cool. And again, if you're following me on, you know, the streaming providers, they give you a little notification. Hey, she actually uploaded.
1: Oh, I didn't know they did that. That's really neat.
0: Oh, yeah. Because so right. I have a Spotify and Apple podcast for, yeah. you know, two different things. And it notifies me on both. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I like that. You, again, still don't know what we're talking about.
1: There's a lot I don't know.
0: There is, but (laughs) we're going to focus on what I'm talking about this week. And this week, we are talking about somewhere we've already visited. Really? Yes. And that's why I wanted you to join me this week, because we are going back to Galveston.
1: Oh, I love that place.
0: Oh, yeah. And the one specific we are talking about is the Galveston Railroad Museum.
1: Hey, we visited there.
0: Hey, yeah, we did.
1: I like that place.
0: And I had no idea at the time that there was ghost stories attached to it.
1: So I'm not going to lie. When we walked into the actual, like, I guess, foyer where they actually take the tickets and stuff, Mm -hmm. I felt kind of creeped out. Of course, the, you know, living statues are there. But it it just the whole time it felt like somebody was watching me. And I got a, a really, you know, and I think I told you that. Like, while we were there, that I got a really weird feeling about that place.
0: I don't remember. All I remember is I tried to take home that cat, Yeah, and you wouldn't let me. (laughs) But let's get into this one. So, the Galveston Railroad Museum is at 2602 Santa Fe Place in Galveston. Some history behind it, the south half of the structure was actually established in 1913 as the Santa Fe Depot and Rail Yard. It was not until 1931 that a 11-story tower and an 8-story north wing was added. The Santa Fe Railroad did end up closing that location in 1946. However, the last train didn't stop until three years later. Oh, wow. So in the 60s. And this name, if you're in this area, you know this name. So the Moody family actually acquired the site, renovated it, and restored it. And in 1983, opened the museum to the public. So thanks to that family, thanks to that family, we have a lot of things. But thanks to that family, we now have this museum.
1: So is that the same, like the Moody Gardens? Yes. Okay. It's that
0: same family. Awesome. The museum is now owned and operated by the Center of Transportation and Commerce today. That's cool. And it's actually one of the largest restored railroad collections in the Southwest, which it threw me for a loop when it said Southwest because I don't picture Texas being Southwest.
1: Right. But it really is. But it really is. Yeah. We call ourselves Southeast Texas, but we're really actually, if you look at a, the map of the United States, we're Southwest.
0: Yeah. I just, that just throws me off because I just think <laughs> we're South. Like you got the Southwest, Southeast, and then just the South. Right. Because we're kind of in the middle.
1: And can I say when you know talking about the largest in the southwest it, it's it's fascinating, just if you ever get a chance it is especially if you love just like general historical information, it is such a neat place to go and walk through their their tour. Uh, we got the chance to do it, and it was fantastic
0: and if you've been to the Strand, you've seen it yeah, like it's, it's one right of there those at the very end. you just don't realize you've seen it, but you have yeah so at its heyday. It had over 40,000 travelers that would traverse the station daily. Wow. So we're not talking about, you know, yearly, daily. Because, I mean, obviously Galveston back in the day as full of speakeasies and, you know, red light district. So it had a lot of travelers. And, of course, you know, the port, which had jobs and just the economic growth and everything was amazing at that time. So, you know, people were more inclined to travel through that area.
1: So if you do that, that's over that's over fourteen and a half million people a year.
0: That is a lot of people.
1: That's a lot of people.
0: Especially back in that day. One of their primary attractions is the ghosts of Travelers Past, which you mentioned, it's the life size plaster models and they are actually in like thirties attire and mm-hmm. are creepy as crap.
1: They are they are somewhat <laughs> creepy. Yeah,
0: they're they're inside the main depot, and basically they're just doing what the travelers would have done at that time. They're sitting and waiting for their trains. They're making phone calls. They're getting checked in. You know, there's little kids playing, which I don't know about you, the kids ones. Really, that's me. what?
1: Yeah, that's what gets you the most.
0: I mean, those one. I mean, they're of all ages. They're kids to older people. So, and they're just they're creepy. And speaking of the ghosts of travelers past, let's get into the ghost stories. Okay. So the first one we're going to talk about is the one that I actually found the most on, which is the ghost of William Watson. Uh, William Watson was a 32-year-old engineer from New York who arrived in Galveston by a steamship. Uh, some say he would perform tricks by the trains to entertain the other travelers, while others say that what happened to him was just kind of the wrong place, wrong time situation. Right. But if you believe the daredevil stories... What he was doing at the time was he was practicing handstands on the train's cowcatcher, and Watson slipped sliding too quickly to scream and was actually unable to save himself and therefore he was decapitated by the train. Visitors were in complete shock when they saw this and the head was actually found a quarter mile from the actual site of his body and where the incident happened and apparently his hat was still on the head. Oh wow. And the date that this happened, which is the really trippy part. So there's two different dates. It's possibly August 31st and September 1st. So there's kind of conflicting stories on what date actually happened. And the year, 1900. Oh, wow. So just a few days shy of the great storm of the 1900s that hit Galveston.
1: And just for a little definition, do you know what a cow catcher is?
0: So I had to look it up. So at the time, I did not. But go ahead and say it.
1: So everybody's seen like you know pictures of old school trains that little v looking thing on the front of the train is called a cow catcher and yes it is named exactly for what it's used for catching cows well if a cow happened to get in front of them it kind of nudges them it nudges them away so it wouldn't damage the internals of the train
0: okay yeah when i first was researching i was like what is a cow catcher i'd Like I'm over here thinking like of some like crazy contraption or something, and I thought, well, maybe it was like you know the rails, like when you get into the rails, and I had to look it up. I'm not gonna lie, I'd never heard it before.
1: But I will tell you this: if he was doing handstands on the cowcatcher,
0: well, he was doing handstands and he fell into the cowcatcher.
1: Oh, he fell into the cowcatcher. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I could see because it's it's back in the day it was made of you know straight iron like that. I could see why it would cause. Bodily damage. Right. Um,
0: And in fact, the body was, according to the newspaper, mangled beyond recognition, which of course it would be. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. The people who are now over the museum uh, say that they can sometimes hear strange and unidentified noises and possibly some misplaced items, like he's still kind of playing tricks around the place. So while doing research on this one specifically, I did find some news articles on this so Hmm. i actually have some real news articles because at first i was like this has got to be like you know one of those myths or something like it didn't really go down how it went down so i actually looked and i found some articles from the galveston tribune that is i believe the one that i got the most from was september 3rd of the 1900s and i will be posting that on my probably facebook because they're a little bit bigger for instagram to really get all of the article right so those will be on facebook so definitely look at those they're pretty cool but i actually found out that he was buried in galveston and yes there is a gravesite. site hmm. so they don't have his date of birth there but it does say august 31st 1900 oh, and wow. he was buried at the lakeview cemetery in galveston
1: so there's there's clues to support the theory
0: Right, like, so he actually, he really did live, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. he really did die by decapitation from the train. However, the news article didn't really line up with that story per se. Okay. Um, the news article just stated that he was decapitated, basically like an accident.
1: Oh, uh, okay, okay.
0: And that the train conductors didn't see him, so when they went to, you know, drop off some of the cars, they were coming back that's when they saw that the man, the man's body was there.
1: Which, you know, that, that happens. Like it's even today with subway terminals and stuff like that, that, you know, people end up falling off the platform and stuff like that. Like it, it's, it's a dangerous place to be around a train, especially. So when we went to the museum, they were very quick about, you know, until the, the train was at a standstill making us stay back away from the train. Oh yeah. Like it, be careful around them
0: and they didn't have like guardrails and gates yeah. and stuff like that like right. they really didn't have that like yeah. when the train was pulling up we were right there on the train yeah so that's the first one i mean it, it's actually interesting that i found some actual articles to support that this incident happened but the second one i could find nothing okay and i searched now this one is about a woman in the windowsill in the 1980s a woman met her untimely end when she propelled herself out of the bathroom windowsill on the fourth floor of an office. Oh Wow. The office had been used for psychiatric patients, but that's literally all that is known hmm. about her life. Um, visitors sometimes claim to see her roaming the restroom or running in the hallways, and some say they still see her sitting on the windowsill, legs dangling off the edge. So, that one is it's another tragedy. Yeah. But that one I could find nothing on. I found mm. no newspapers. I found no, like, death certificates or anything like that.
1: So, she was this, She was on the train when this happened? On or the she fourth was floor. The, oh, okay. I don't know why I didn't catch the fourth floor part. I mean, um.
0: unless there's a train on the fourth floor.
1: <laughs> I mean, you never know with Galveston. Um So, she was on the fourth floor, and she propelled herself out the bathroom window. Right. Okay.
0: And now some say if you look up, you know, I guess the fourth floor, they don't really specify. They just say if you look up, sometimes you see her still sitting on the windowsill.
1: Right. And one of the things is, and and we realize this going there, but so to do the tour, you have to go to the other parking lot. It's not on the Strand side. Right. Um, But, and you don't really see how big it is until you get on the actual strand side. Right. And then you look up and you see all the floors and how, how high it goes. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that's...
0: They're both really sad. Yeah. And who's to say that these are really the only two? So, if you go to the museum, they have many different trains there. They have, you know, the steam locomotive. They have more modern ones. I mean, there are trains all over the place. Right. Who's to say that those are the only two? Yeah. I mean, those are the only two that actually physically died at the site. But there could be, you know, maybe a conductor who really loved his job and rode one of those trains. Or a passenger who really loved, you know, riding the train.
1: And that's one of the things that when you're taking the tour, that's one of the things I remember most is they have this one section that has all the pictures and names of all the conductors that ever rode in that railway. and
0: I must have missed that.
1: Yeah it's on one of the trains when you walk through it. Huh. Um but that part, you know, just looking at those photos and I was like, man, I want, you know, I wonder if if some of them may still be around. Yeah. I you mean, know?
0: you you never know. So it's that's just one of those, you know, and it's cool history because this area we were built on trains, like we thrive right. on trains. Like, with especially with, you know, the logging industry and the sawmill industry that we had around here, right. we relied on those trains. Like, without those trains, we would have been basically nothing.
1: Right, and you have to look at both sides of it, you know. Yes, they brought Prosper, and they brought uh, commerce to a very underdeveloped part of the world but at the same time they also brought a lot of sickness we talked about the one time with the the scarlet feet or the was it scarlet fever, it was yellow, Gal- fever. yellow fever in galveston and, and nobody would take a train ride because they didn't want you know to go which to- was around the same time right so i mean people got sick people moved to different places um some of those trains that we saw had you know they had seen their better days oh yeah um And they had been all over the countryside. Just to imagine where those trains have been is just fascinating. You know, it's kind of one of those if these walls could talk type thing. Yeah. But.
0: So that's that's the ones we have for today. Again, I thought it was super cool that I at least could find some validity to one of the stories. Yeah. And like I said, you definitely have to go see this museum. It is a beautiful museum. They also do, you know, private events at that location and it's it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you may not see a ghost, but the the location and the history itself is just beautiful.
1: And they have a really cool gift shop. They do have. A good you can cool actually, shop. Where you can actually buy ghost story books at that gift shop. You can. Yeah.
0: And I tried.
1: Yeah. Somebody but, uh, didn't let me. Go Go check out their gift shop because it's actually really cool. And the postcards. Oh yeah. That was one of the best things about it.
0: And all the workers there are so sweet. Yes. They are some Absolutely. sweet people there that are working there. I just want to give that museum all the love and shout out because it is beautiful. They have a friendly cat. I don't know if he's supposed to be there, but they had a friendly cat that, you know, tried to sneak into some of the museums. I had to kick him out because I'm pretty sure they didn't want him in there. Right. But it is a beautiful museum, beautiful history. Those trains will humble you by how big they are because you do not realize how big they are. You see them in pictures and in movies and things. You really don't know, like especially that steam engine, how big that sucker is until you're right next to it and you're like, holy crap.
1: Yeah, you go out there, take the tour, grab lunch. They have a lunch place there. Go mm-hmm. check out the gift shop. Go definitely check out uh, what did they, go- I called it the living statues. Um, they called it something else but go check out the depot, man. It's, it's so cool. And tell them Listen Closely sent you. Yeah. That's, you know, it's a great place to go and just take your family.
0: Oh, yeah. And as always, if you can only do one thing, always remember to listen closely.